Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. He doesn't have to. 
especially when you see, and I'm not, no disrespect what I'm about to say, especially when you see the woman that accusing him of doing it, like, really? Oh, my gosh. Uh, what's your opinion on that, Felicia? Um, going back to what you said about the the um, defense, you know, I think that being in court and, you know, being part of a jury and being a defense lawyer, a lot of it is psychological. So um, a lot of times if you know that your case isn't as strong as it could be, um, it really matters, those closing arguments. They really stick with um, a juror, and they're really important. Um, you know, you can think of, like, the OJ trial, and Johnny Cochran's words, yeah. Johnny Cochran was kind of really what, you know, really put OJ over. Um, hopefully Bill Cosby didn't do it. I mean, I don't even know if he really, you know, had sex with them. He could have or... But I don't know. It's just the timing. I'm I am sympathetic to rape victims and you know sexually abused victims. But I mean I understand being fearful of reporting. But don't let years and years go by. You gotta say something because at the yes. end of the day, yes, yes, your voice will help. You know the next woman. Your voice will help. You know this from being. Um, this from happening again to someone else. So you want us to feel sorry for you, but you got to step up and be strong and just save another life. And your voice can do that. So you I are don't know. so dead. And that's my whole thing with this whole, this whole trial. And trust believe I am sympathetic to women who get raped and women who have been sexually abused, molested, whatever. I'm sympathetic to that. I really am. But just like you said, 30 years have passed. And now you want to report it? You should report it that 30, 30 years ago. I don't care who he, who he pretended to be on TV, but you had the right to report him. Now, for this particular witness, um, she said that this happened between like twenty two thousand four two thousand six. So um, hers was ten years. Even so, you know, All right, my fault. Ten let, years. Yeah, don't let. It, but some of the other women were thirty years ago. But you know, don't mm-hmm. let a day go by. Don't let a day go by. I know you're in turmoil and trauma, but don't let a day go by. It's not even a day. Like as soon as it happens, you report it. Right. And I watch enough Law and Order SVU. <laughs> I hate to say oh that, but gosh. I watch enough Law and Order to say, as soon as you get raped, you go right to the emergency room and report it, because they could do a rape kit right there. Don't take a shower. Don't change the drawers. Nothing like that. You could take yourself from there right to there, so they could do a rape kit, and because you still got DNA on you, and they, you know, can prove that he did it. Right. But don't let no time pass. That's ridiculous. But that's my opinion. Anything else you want to say, Felicia? No, no. Um, if anybody has any jury duty stories, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, because that's always something I wanted to do. I yeah, I've done never yet. been on got, jury duty. I got selected one time, and I couldn't make it out. But if I had the time to actually go through it, I think I'd have wanted to go through it because it's something I've never done. I'm just curious to how, you know, 
And you see it on TV all the time. I'm just curious how it would go. I think I could do it. You sit there, you listen to somebody else's problems, and be guilty. String them up. Mm-hmm. Just joking. Um, also, everybody knows that Bill Maher and his show on HBO is this show. Bill Maher made a joke. Um, and he said, uh, pretty much he called, he, he told the guy, I guess you think I'm a house mix. That's what he said. And it was, he was joking, and a lot of people took offense to it. And I put this um, interview up on my wall um, on Facebook when him and Ice Cube had a conversation about it. And Ice Cube asked him, what were you thinking when you said that? And Bill Maher pretty much said, like, look, I apologize. It was an accident. I didn't mean anything by it. I was just joking. And Ice Cube started to say, you know, okay, you were joking, but there's still a lot of power in that word. And you have to be, you know, you have to watch what you say. And that word hits you. Like he, it still hits him like a punch in the face every time he hears it from somebody from, you know, of a different ethnic background. And I, and he said, the word is ours now and you can't have it back. That's Ice Cube said, the word is ours now and you can't have it back. And, you know, they squashed it at the end and shook hands or whatever. But here's my question. And here's where I'm at with it. Because I'm coming from two different ways with it. Yes, that word is a very harsh word. And it does still punch you in the face. And I have Caucasian friends. And if they were to say something like that, I think I would have a problem with it. Because it still hits you in the face when you hear this word. And am I guilty of saying this word? Yes, I am. I'm very guilty of it. Right? No, it doesn't make right. I know I'm dead wrong when I use it. And I, I really have to curb myself for how much I use this word. Because this word does still carry a lot of power. Especially nowadays since Cheeto Man is in office. And everybody feels as though, you know, they can say it again. And as far as Bill Maher goes, he said it, he apologized for it, but he don't. And as far as Ice Cube and what he said, he said, that's our word now. You can't have it back. No, that's not our word. We shouldn't be either. And we have to really try to retire this word out of our vocabulary. And like I said, I know I am guilty of this. And I want to try to work to stop saying it myself. Because it was coming a second, like a second nature to me to say this word. Along with a bunch of other words, everybody, my family, you'll forget about how, you know, how my mouth goes at times. But that's one word I really have to curb myself to say because it does carry a lot of power still. And it doesn't mean an ignorant person. Because if you look that word up, I'm going to just say, if you look up the word nigger in the dictionary, look up what the definition says. And then get back at me with it. What's your opinion, Felicia? Yeah, I mean, if you look up the definition, it could really go for any colored person. Um, as far as Ice Cube saying it's our word, I have mixed feelings about that. You know, 
we joke, we hear it in rap, we see it on TV, um, we do see it in our culture now, but it's, you know, a different variation of the word. Um, but I, I kind of blame our forefathers or our ancestors or, you know, just people that was before us um, for letting it continue and not kind of uh, squashing it. Like there are certain words, a lot of words in the English language that we just don't say anymore because it's old-fashioned and you don't hear those words anymore. So how come this couldn't be one of those words? Um, and it's because we've, I think we've kind of taken on a, well, we'll show you. We're going to take this word and use it in a positive way or as a term of endearment or of a, as a greeting, and we're going to turn it this way so you guys can't use it anymore. But I don't think that that was a great idea. Um, so it, it kind of goes with, like, how we use the word, excuse my language, but bitch. Um, we've now yeah. flipped it to mean something positive. Oh, she's a bad bitch. She's a boss. Kind of blame people for letting it continue. It all goes with, you know, social media and slang and jargon, the way we talk now. So we could have easily wiped it out. But I, I think we decided to kind of be smart with it and flip it on them to use it as a, uh, as a positive term now which sounds really funny that we're using that word as a positive term. Yeah. It's funny you said that. I heard of mine a long time ago about the bitch word. Because um, you know how black about, well, any respectable black woman feels about that word bitch. Mm-hmm. I know Especially with my daughter, you call her a bitch, you gonna fight you. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> fight words are. But I was talking to this person, and we were talking about women in the industry as far as entertainment, and um, and she said, "Bad bitch." And I said, "Whoa!" And she was like, "What? She's a bad bitch." I was like, "No, but if I said if she was a bitch, we have a problem. It's a problem. But if I put the word bad in front of it, that means it's cool." Right. And and that's funny because the word bad itself, you know, bad means not good. But we've taken that word and we flipped it to mean good. So it's like, why are we doing this? That John is bad. That means good now. (laughs) It's weird. It is. It is. From um, saying that word, right, and take it out of our vocabulary altogether, and right, because we we've used it as a term of endearment amongst our people, but now it is 2017. It's certain things you just got to retire. So we really got to make it a point to try to retire that word, you know, because the younger generation are using it. Talking about our kids and our kids' kids are already using it, so. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to Ice Cube on getting his name star on the uh, Walk of Fame. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, that happened today. He was actually giving a speech about an hour ago. Um, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, he has a star on the Walk of Fame now. So congratulations to Ice Cube. 
came a long way, you know, from mm-hmm. gangster rapper, Ice Cube, NWA, to now actor, director, producer, Ice Cube now, and God bless him. And this goes along with something else I wanted to talk about. I know I'm talking about a bunch of things, but um, kind of, but the message to my man. Something else I want to talk about that um, I also put up on on my wall on Facebook. There's a story of Colonel Sanders, and I've never heard this story before. Didn't make his money. He was in his late 60s, early 70s. Colonel Sanders was poor and was about to commit suicide when he decided to to write down the ingredients to his recipe and started to cook his chicken. He borrowed the money for the fryer to fry his chicken, and then he went out to um, different restaurants to endorse his recipe and his chicken. So he finally found a recipe. He finally found a restaurant to endorse his recipe. He was retired and made it. And the small the story is, is that you never know where you're going to go in life, but you got to keep fighting. You got to keep going. It's like because he could have gave up, he could have committed suicide and just been done with it because he had retired, and the government only sent him out a hundred and five dollars to live off a month. And he's like, he couldn't live mm. off of that. He was washing dishes at a restaurant before they bought him. But the one thing he had, he was decent. And now look where KFC is now. Mm. Because he had a dream. He didn't want to settle for just being poor the rest of his life. And, you know, this is just a story to encourage anybody. Like, look, different things get thrown in your way of life, but you got to stand up. Dust yourself off and keep pushing because you never know what God has for you down the line. Now, as far as him getting the rest of people's slaves or whatever the rest of the, yeah, the urban legend I was, is, <laughs> I, was going I don't to say, know. I, I don't know if all that is true or not. I want to look into it before I go praising his name with this story. I, I don't know about all that, but just the fact that he didn't give up is what I'm saying. Now, how he got the recipe, I don't know. But it is what it is. He could have he killed himself and just been done with it. And it goes along with um, somebody else who I've been talking to. I want to say a special congratulations to Christian Crosby. I was trying to get him on the show today, but he didn't return my phone call. I guess the draw is getting big, but it is what it is. But I do want to Say congratulations because he's hosting a celebrity basketball game for BET, and that's huge. That's huge. That is another kid who started out as a, um, a dancer, as, as quiet as was kept. He was a dancer for Raven Simone back in the day, mm. and yeah, yeah, he's a background dancer. When she was doing the whole cheer thing or whatever. He's hosting, he hosted the Roots Picnic. He's hosting the uh, Celebrity Basketball Game for BET. He's the Sixers host down every game. Should have took my job. But anyway, um, 
He's doing big things, and there's another guy who's always putting and saying positive stuff about you. Got to keep pressing. You got to keep the head. Versity come. I'll be damned. Boys and Men is doing a Geico commercial. Do we all? Um, you just got you just got to keep your head up when it comes to certain things, and don't let the world defeat you. What's your opinion, Felicia? On, on just what? about <laughs> staying positive. I'm sorry. This is about staying positive and keeping your head up and keeping your nose to the grindstone. Because just like with you, you're a college graduate. But I know there was times when you were in college, you was like, "Dag, you know, this is getting really hard." But you never let it defeat you. You kept going, well, and you got that paper now. Not to sound like a arrogant douche, but actually, college wasn't really hard. Um, it was actually pretty hard Damn. for me. Um, yeah, that's why I graduated with <laughs> honors. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, like the financial part, definitely, and you know, just being a an African American and you know a predominantly white university, you know, still in twenty, you know, two thousand four to two thousand eight, being one of the only black kids in your class, you know, it was rough. It was rough, and then I was, mm-hmm. you know, taking a bus back and forth while you know these kids were getting in cars and driving that their parents were buying them. You know, some of them could have worked hard for those cars, but, you know, they still had it. And, you know, I just wasn't able to to afford that. So it got hard. It got hard morally, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But academically, I knew, you know, I had to be on top of my game, and I was. So it, it made it a lot easier to know that, you know, I could do what anybody else could do, and I'm going to do it better because, Honestly, in this world, we have to do it better. <laughs> I feel that, yeah. you know, African-Americans have to step it up that much more. But, you know, we do. But you you have to stay positive. You really do. And I really recommend mm-hmm. people get some type of faith, you know, something that they can turn to or, you know, strive to be better for. If not, you know, you're really not going to have a happy life. So. You got to keep your head up. You really do. And it does get hard, and it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry and, you know, feel that people don't understand you because nine times out of ten they probably won't because they're not in your shoes. But, you know, you got to keep your head up and never let them see you sweat, never let them see you out of out of sorts, you know. Just keep going. That's it. That's it. And what you hit on is something I should hit on as well. Get some type of faith behind you because that's going to be the thing that's going to keep you grounded. And that's what I think kept me grounded through a lot of the stuff that I went through as far as wrestling, as far as with the brush tea beefcakes, as far as with just coming to the games and stuff. Because a lot of people think that the Sixers have just gave me them tickets and said, here. Like, I just showed my behind down there one time, but they were like, here. I was, and right. I tell them all the time, no, I busted my behind to get to the point where I am, and I'm still not where I want to be with it. So I know it's, it's you know, it's still a journey ahead of me. But, you know, I had to, you know, I initially was dancing down there for fun, and then, yes, they did see me and say, okay, well, we give you a ticket here and there, but I could have just said bunk it. 
I want y'all to pay. Like a lot of people were on me saying they should be paying for your parking and they should be paying for your food and giving mm. you gas money. I'm like, no. Like they're giving me the ticket. That's all they responsible for. And right. that's it. I know other things will come later if I just stay focused, stay humble. That's another thing I always say. I got to stay humble. So along, you know, a little bit later, they asked me to try out for the Broad Street Beat Cakes. I could have said, screw that. Y'all should automatically put me on a team. But I said, no. I went, went to the dance studio, and I had somebody show me the steps, and I nailed them. And then it was like, you're on the squad. So I didn't even have to audition with everybody else, but I still had to audition. And then even after the first year was done, I had to audition again the second year. They made me come back and audition again. Quiet as it's wow. And I went down there, and I went down there right after having a shoulder surgery, say that three times. After I had that surgery done on my shoulder, I had to go in and um and try out. And I still did it, and I made it again. And then after they got rid of the Broad Street Beat Cakes, I kept coming down there. I didn't just stop. But the rest of the Beat Cakes are like, oh, they're going to have to pay me to come down there. Oh, they're going to at least have to feed us this, that, and forth. I said, no, as long as you give me a free ticket, I'm cool. And that's what they did from time to time. And every time I came down there, I would do a little dance or whatever. Like, I guess I was paying for my ticket. But I knew it wasn't me acting like a coon or a buffoon, or a buffoon rather. It was just me being me because I enjoy entertaining people. So later on, when the playoffs hit and I did it and it got big, that's when they said, okay, as long as you can come down here, we will continue to get, give you tickets. And that's when they came up with the fan section and this, that, and the fourth. And even with that, I continued to come down there. And, Felicia, you know how many games do I miss a year? One, two, yeah. maybe. The most I ever missed was that year after I broke my ankle and the heart surgery and all that, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to go through that story again. But that's when I missed some games. That it, But for the most part, I continued to show up and still do. Rain, sleet. It was times where it snowed. And the weather was bad. I took a cab down there because I didn't want to move my vehicle to move my parking spot. It's about staying dedicated to what you want to do. And sometimes you got to pay dues. A lot of kids and a lot of people don't want to pay dues. They just want everything handed to you on a silver platter. But I've never, I guess that's the one good thing my father showed me was that sometimes you got to you got to do what you got to do to get where you want to be. And I watched my father, as much as, as a, forget what I'm about to say, as much of an asshole my father was at times, my father worked like a dog so me and my sister could have, appreciated his hustle. And my dad only had a sixth grade education and ran his own business for a long time. The only thing that killed him in his business was his mouth. But if he could have controlled that, he would have still been in business. But like I said, God does everything for a reason. So I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'm just saying that sometimes yeah. you got to stay focused and sometimes you got to just stay diligent in what you're doing. People, anybody, young people that's listening, trust me, no matter what you want to I mean, The main reason why I'm saying this, I'm going to share another little story right when I get done saying this. It's just that you just got to stay focused and don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. My son, Jawan, had a situation yesterday where he went to a barbecue 
and his dad didn't tell him who the barbecue, who was throwing the barbecue. Guess who was throwing his barbecue? Aaron McKee of the 76ers. Oh, wow. Jawan is related to Aaron McKee and did not know it. Which is kind of vexing because I'm like, your dad never told you you were, everybody knows that's my stepson. Your dad never told you that you were related to Aaron McKee and he knew you were the ball player? Wow. But his dad never said nothing. He met Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee told Jawan the same thing. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do. If you want to play ball, go play ball. It's just something you got to dedicate your time to all the time. But you still can play ball if this is what you really want to do. And Juwan came home and told us that. And I'm looking at him like, yeah, that's what's something I've been preaching at you for years. You know, I'm glad this was said to him by somebody who's been in the NBA, who's played in the NBA Finals, who was the sixth man of the year. By the way, Juwan showed me pictures of Aaron McKee's house. My God. The house is gorgeous. But, um... I'm just saying that just to encourage somebody. I don't know why that it's just something that was laying on my heart that I wanted to get off. Get off my heart and off my head. All right, moving along. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I went on a tangent right there. But moving along. Uh we're gonna take a commercial and then we're gonna come back with um a little NBA talk, a little wrestling talk, a movie review, and put this puppy to bed. This is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 70. I am Big Daddy, joined by Felicia Brown. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters are Okay, looks like we're having a trouble <laughs> with our commercial break. You still there, Felicia? Yeah, I'm still here. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. 
gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com and be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 70. I'm Big Daddy, joined by Felicia Brown. Hey, hey, everyone. My beautiful co-host with a pretty brown eye. <laughs> pretty brown eye. No, I can't say. Um, <laughs> the NBA Finals is on tonight. This is Game 5. I thought it was going to end in four, but the Cleveland Cavaliers won Friday by a big, um, a big margin, and um, it's going to be wrapped up tonight. I hope it's wrapped up tonight. Let's just get it over with. Um, have you watched any of the finals, Felicia? No, I'm just keeping up with, like, the updates. You know, I don't have a, a horse in this race. Um, I just know how, <laughs> I like you know, the way you put that. I just know how rigged it is. Uh, also not happy with the, the Stanley Cup playoffs either, so whatever. Uh, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup? Yeah, they did. <laughs> now, how many cups has it been for them? You know? You don't know? Uh, I think four or five. All, all I know is I'm not a Crosby fan, so. Okay. Sidney Crosby's a crybaby. Disgrace to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Disgrace to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, that's going on wrestling tonight. Um, Brock Lesnar will be on Raw tonight. And Brock Lesnar is opening the show. 
tonight. So make sure you're watching right at 8 o'clock because Brock Lesnar is going to be out there. Um, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Joe, they're starting to build the feud between them, and I'm loving it. I just hope they don't screw it up. I hope Brock is willing to actually work a great match with Joe. I'm not worried about what Joe's going to do. I'm more worried about what Brock's going to do. I know Joe can work his behind off. And I'm not saying that Brock can't, but Brock is known to be kind of lazy when it comes to wrestling some of the younger guys. And um, his last program he worked with, um, Bill Goldberg, I thought was kind of lacking. But Goldberg is Goldberg, so it wasn't like he was going to have a five-star match anyway. So I just hope they really both want to tear the house down because this is kind of sort of a dream match. And I just hope it lives up to the hype. What's your opinion, Felicia? I I wanted this. I'm glad that they referred to um, Joe Lesnar as a dream match because it really is, you know. It's, yeah, it is. It's not even really like similar styles, but it is, but it isn't. I, I'm just excited, and I hope this is, you know, um, a start for really big things for Samoa Joe. I wanted him in WWE a while ago. Um, so I'm glad it's finally happening. And yeah, I hope Brock Lesnar does work. You know, I'm I'm a fan of Brock Lesnar, but I'm not a fan of his ways when it comes to WWE and his work ethic. And you know, Dean Ambrose got into some hot water for kind of exposing Brock Lesnar's you know unwillingness to cooperate and work and you know be a team player. And um, he, you know, he got in trouble for it. So I hope that they don't prove it again with this, you know. So I just you know hope what? they bring it down the house. I don't even blame these for doing it. Not to cut you off. I don't blame them either, I don't blame them for doing it. It's good that he did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So shame on Brock. It ain't shame on D. Shame on Brock. I'm sorry. It's just not yeah. right. If, if you if you're working somebody in this, if, if you ever get to the point where you don't feel like working, get out of business. Yeah, and that goes to Randy Orton. That goes to John Cena. You know, that goes to whoever else. If you don't want to work anymore, and you don't want to put over the young guys, just drop. Just go. Goodbye. Especially with those guys, because you made a couple of hundred millions of dollars a lot of months. How much money? However much money you made, you can afford to stop. CM Punk made his money, and when CM Punk was ready to go, he left. He's living within his means. He left on his terms. It is what it is. Will he come back? He might come back, but he still left on right. his terms. Shoot, piss me. I'm sorry. Uh, Dean got in trouble for telling the truth. Anyway, screw him. Um, <laughs> and that's going to lead into our movie review. I'm just going to do the raw this time. Raw! Hear <laughs> <laughs> my little baby raw, raw. <laughs> yeah, that was, do it again. That was cute. Raw! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the movie is The Mummy, starring Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, and I don't know the chick's name. Either chick. Yeah. Name. 
But went to go see the mummy. I thought it was a decent movie. It it's totally off the radar as far as like what Brendan Fraser did back in the night uh nineteen ninety nine and two thousand one. It's a totally different mummy. And I'm not mad because I'm glad they did kind of, you know, get off the, you know, beaten path that, you know, Brendan Fraser and that franchise did. You know, they had their trilogy of mummy movies or whatever. And this one is like, you know, it's different. Still the same, pretty much had the backstory of the person, you know, seeking power, blah, blah, blah. But um, it was a little bit different. And, Felicia, you explained how they're starting the whole franchise of monster movies with um, Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, and all that stuff. And this is like the first one in it. And I thought it was a decent movie. You know, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I like his movies. I'm not saying I like him or what he believes in, but I do like his movies. And I'll give it a 2.5 booties. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't bad. Because like I was entertained. But it wasn't like the worst movie I've seen. Opinion police. Yeah, um, I liked it. It's not a remake of the Brendan Fraser ones. It's actually, I think, a remake or kind of like a, yeah, a remake of the old Mummy movies. Um, For anybody that doesn't know, Universal is starting a, um, uh, like you said, a franchise or something called the Dark Universe, and what the Dark Universe is, is it's a series of remade movies from black, you know, back in the day when they were black and white, all the classic monster movies, you know, uh, Dracula, Nosferatu, all that stuff, Um, you know, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, and um, it's kind of like, you know, how Marvel has their universe and how... Um, DC Extended Universe has theirs, um, and what you're going to see is, like, cameos from other monster movies mixed in with, you know, certain monster movies, and I think it's a really cool idea. Um, At this point, Universal is kind of becoming like a monster, you know, just like Disney and all that stuff, so, you know, what can you do? If you can't beat them, join them. Everybody's doing the same thing to keep up with everybody else. Um, these movies are going to have, you know, uh, of course, up-to-date actors in there, current actors in there. But I, I like the Mummy movie. I kind of like all the Mummy movies that came out, even like the old cheesy ones. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give this one a three. It's pretty good. Okay. I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but the movie itself kind of held up. So. We'll see. I'm excited to see whatever the next one is. I'll have to look up to see what the next one is. Um, if for, you know, for whoever sees it, the cameo in this one was Dr. Jekyll. Um, so we're going to see maybe if he's the next movie up. And I like the way they did the Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll character. I like the way mm-hmm. they did it. And um, it wasn't no big, hairy Bigfoot looking monster when he heard of Dr. Jekyll. But he did. He looked different, but it still was. You know what I'm trying to say. And he was a kick ass type of person. I enjoyed it. I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. So if he is the next one, I, I will enjoy seeing it. And and I agree with you. I think it's kind of cool that they're doing another Dracula. I just hope it's not as bad as Dracula's the Untold Story, because that movie was horrible. 
But um, there's so many. Yeah, Dracula movies that maybe that could be like one way down the line. I don't want to see another. But um, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Invisible Man, like the Doctor Jekyll. I even see Lord during the uh, Mummy movie. There was a hand in there with like web webbing in between the uh, fingers or whatever. I was like, oh shit, creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. So they might be even doing the creature from the Black Lagoon uh, remake. So that'd be cool too. Because yeah, has sure anybody ever are. tried to remake that one? Like, you know, when was the last time I we be- saw that? Yeah, I believe they did, but I can't remember. I have to look that up too. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be cool. So, yeah. So that's the mummy. And anybody, Orange is the New Black um, Netflix series, call in or next week, give me your opinion. If you haven't seen it all, I'll wait till next week and I'll post it next week. I want your opinions on it. Because I watched the entire series this weekend. And I want to get your opinions on it, what you think. As far as Orange is New Black, this current one is season five. Because at the end, I'm like, you got to be freaking killing me. Y'all kidding me. And it's just an opinion, excuse me, (laughs) opinion in general. And when you get into later episodes, do shows leave, like, start losing steam after a while? Because you see a lot of hit shows come out. Excuse me. A lot of hit shows like Scandal. Scandal, the first couple of seasons, was knocking it out of the park. It did after a while, it starts to lose steam. And Scandal's coming into its final season um, next fall. So I'm just curious, like, how many years you run a show? Like, does it lose steam after a while? Does it get better? Because you look at, like, Scandal, how they did, but then you look at Law & Order, <laughs> SVU, I think they've gotten better over the years. Like, if you watch it back in 99 when it first came out and didn't watch it in 2017, it's, like, totally different. What? And it's, I think no it's better. No way. There's no I way do. Law & Order is better now than, no way. Come on, I, Benson and Stabler together. Get out of Dodge. I think that as it went so on, you, maybe it started picking you, up. Let me finish. Maybe it started picking up like in 2006. It started getting better, and I enjoyed Stabler on there. And then even after Stabler left, I think the show still stayed good. So you opinion. watch it. You watch it on NBC, the new episodes every week. I watch it on demand. Um, pretty much every week. I I can't say that I watch it Wednesday at nine o'clock because another show I watch it Wednesday at nine o'clock. But the next day I watch it. Or maybe, you Man, know, during that weekend, I will catch up on it. And I there's will watch no it. way the law and orders of today are better than the ones back then. No way. I think so. Because I think the ones in 99 and 2000, 2001 were like, and then, like, it started picking up steam as it went on. My opinion. Okay. You know. There's just different character dynamics that really made the show. The captain was great. Munch was great. You know, Benson and Stabler together were great. You just can't. I thought they were know, a good combination. That. And I, I, I thought they were a good combination. I liked um, the captain. 
and I like Munch and all that. But even after they left the show, I still think Olivia is a good character. I liked when the Spanish guy was on there, um, uh, Amaro. I liked when he was on. He didn't stay long. Um, Finn is still there. Finn comes in and out, you know, blah, blah, blah. I enjoy it. I like the new guy, Creasy. I like him. I still watch it. They let a marathon come on, like, during the week. I'll check it out as long as it's, like, 2006, 2007, 2008. But if it was like 99, 2000, 2001, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I've, I've seen them all, and I was like, eh, all right. But moving on. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what moving that on. was supposed to turn into. <laughs> yeah, we just got off the subject, but. Creature of the Black Lagoon to Law and Order. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do here on Big Daddy's Hard Talk. Damn phone. Why would people call me now? Why would you try to call me now? Anyway. Because they're not listening to the show. You need to tell everyone to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, really. But, um, damn. Okay. But that's it for this t- tonight's show. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be back next week, next Monday. Um, I am going to post that. I want people, whoever's watching uh, Orange is the New Black, call me or call us, I should say, and give us your opinion on the show and what you think. Um, there's one more thing I want to go on a rant about, and then I'm going to close the show. I posted a video yesterday, last night, of an incident that I had in the corner store. And I do want to apologize for some of the words I might have said, but it was a huge moment. I just couldn't believe this went on. But um, I'm down at the corner store, and I wanted to pick up a couple of things. Hot as blazes outside, so that might be part of my attitude with it. But um, I'm at the corner store, and I'm picking up, you know, get some popsicles, had to get some cat food or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And this girl is in there, and she might be 17, 18, 19, little young girl. And she's begging her friend to buy her something. And her friend's like, look, I got whatever I got, blah, blah, blah. So I had some of the stuff in my hand. Like I got the popsicles first, and I didn't want to carry the popsicles around the store. So I took the popsicles, and I set them up on the counter. So I went and got whatever else I was going to get. And as I'm coming back to the counter, the girl's like, whose popsicles is this? These yours? I want one. You going to buy me one? Uh-uh. And I'm like, and I went, <laughs> like in that, you know that laugh if I give that laugh. <laughs> it's like, it's you're, you're starting to annoy me. Say, what'd you say? The story is hilarious. Yeah, so, she goes she goes on with it and she's like oh yo telling the Asian guy behind the counter yo I'm about to give him these popsicles he's paying for it and I told the Asian dude if you charge me for that it's your ass don't do that and she's still like you ain't gonna buy me no popsicles I want to buy popsicles I want you to buy it for me and I'm looking around like who the hell she thinks she's talking to Mm -mm -mm. about how old was this girl 
17, 18, 19 years old, oh, not that age. Probably the oldest oh. at 20. Now, if she would have been younger, like if she would have been yeah. like 10, 11, 12, I would have put her in a place, but I still might have bought it for her. So he's like, look, I'm doing this for you out of my kindness. Don't ever do this again. But mm-hmm. this chick is old enough to know better. And it wasn't nothing but a 50 cent popsicle. But it's the way she went about it, it just annoyed the hell out of me. Like, who do you think you are? So she down there with her little booty shorts on or whatever. And as I'm leaving out, these two brothers came in and they started flirting with her, whatever was had going back and forth. Come to find out the chick had money on her, bought the damn popsicle herself, and left out when these dudes found her trying to get her number. So if she had the money, why is she pestered me? Like, I'm some type of snacker, a sucker, a step, because she had a little funky shorts on. I was supposed to just like, oh, Lord, I got to get this for her. I'm not interested in your young, I got drawers older than this child. She just probably figured out how to clean the ass regular. And I'm, I'm going to, no, 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 no. Just because I'm a heavy person, I'm fat, or this, that, and the fourth, or whatever you have, think I am, I'm not a thirsty Negro. I'm not thirsty in the least. And you're not going to talk to me like that. Now, them other brothers that followed around in the store, it is what it is. She matured early in life, and she's been giving out hand jobs. Oh, my God. Now, you think you're going to the, no, 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 no. And I got so pissed that I just sat there in my, my van like, what the hell just happened? And I got a little bit mad at the Asian dudes because they should have put her in a place like, look, we just customer alone. I've come in and, out of, out, in and out of that store quite often for years. Not bothering anybody. I come in, I buy whatever I'm going to buy, and I leave. Now, that's making me not want to go back in there because I don't want to get harassed. And they really need to check how many people are standing out in front of that store. Because a lot of times these young people just standing out there which kind of discourage anybody from going in there. I know a lot of times it's a little late and I might want to go get something and I see all them kids standing out there. I'm like, screw that. I go to 7-Eleven. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. But it is what it is. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm glad you did. It seemed like you had to get a lot of things off your chest this show. Yeah, I did. I'm Peter Griffin. I had to grind my gear. You need I like to grind my gear. Say what? You need a Snickers. I do need a Snickers. Yeah. Eat this, why? Because you become a little bit of a, uh, a drama queen. <laughs> so I eat it. I'm regular again. Now, I'm sorry. Any last words? Nope. Just stay cool, guys. It's supposed to cool down on the East Coast, but there is a heat wave going around. Check on the elderly. Check on your pets. Check on your young ones. And hydrate yourself. There you go. There you go. And, uh, Be careful out there, everybody. And, and Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everyone on Sunday. 
Thank you. <laughs> Not you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, all the guys that should be fathers to your children. Um, stay safe. Stay cool. Don't substitute alcohol for water. Drink a lot of water. Don't think alcohol is going to cool you off because now it makes it worse. Um, like, like Alicia said, check on your elderly. A lot of old people don't like turning the air conditioner on in their homes. Make them turn it on because they can't be, um, you know, in the heat like that. So make sure they have an air conditioner or at least a fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know there's certain centers that will give out free fans and weather like this. So just get on the Internet, see who's giving out a free fan. And um, go get it for you know anybody you don't don't have like you know fans, air conditioner, whatever, so they can cool off. On that note, good night. God bless you all. I will. We we will see you next week. Um, we should have another movie review for you, and it should be all eyes on me. The Tupac biopic that's coming out mm-hmm. this Friday. So I definitely want to check that out and give. Oh yeah, and so Transformers the week after. That's the twenty first. The week after, okay. Yeah. So um, we cover movies. We're gonna be always giving out our movie reviews. You know, that's our thing. So um, yeah, this week is uh, Tupac's biopic, and I'm looking forward to this. I see, I saw Biggie, I saw NWA, and I'm really curious to how good this is going to be. I hope it's really good. So we'll see how they did. See you all next week. God bless you all. There's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and everybody like Felicia Brown, Big Daddy, everybody that listened to Big Daddy's Hard Talk that make things happen. Peace. Bye, everyone.